0: We have rocket fuel sitting in between us right now. It is a safe fuel grain. So it's low cost, it's safe, and it can throttle.
1: So this is rocket fuel. Like, how powerful is this? What can this do with the right
0: engine around it?
1: Would that send us to the moon? if I light it or no?
0: If you introduce the right uh, oxidizer to it, we use laughing gas, combine it with the right gas, and yeah, it could take you pretty far. Really everything that our propulsion can power, it scales very well. We can do a small, something the size of your forearm to something that's 15 feet tall and is sending things to space. So you name it, our engine can scale and it can scale very quickly.
1: Today we speak with Will Edwards. He's 3D printing rocket fuel at Firehawk Aerospace, where he is the CEO. Will moved Firehawk to Texas and partnered with Capital Factory in 2021. Raytheon, one of Capital Factory's corporate partners, took an interest in Firehawk, invested in the company, and is now a strategic partner in developing Firehawk's rocket engine. Will has led the company to many other milestones, from receiving direct funding from Congress and raising over $20 million in venture capital. Will was also named to the Forbes 30 under 30 list in November 2020. Welcome to Austinpreneur, our show about the stories that made Austin, Texas, a global hub for startups. The show is produced by Capital Factory and hosted by me, Nick Spiller. As a reminder, by joining Capital Factory, you can plug into the ecosystem where the stories on the show were set. Learn more about us at capitalfactory.com. Although originally planning a career in law, Will has always had the entrepreneurial bug. After only a few weeks in law school, Will dropped out to start a software startup, which was his first company before Firehawk.
0: I always knew that I wanted to create something. I wanted to go out there and be a part of a group of people that built something that was new to this world. And I just didn't know when exactly how or why that was gonna happen. I was always looking at the different Forbes 30 under 30 articles, things like that, reading stories of people who had built something even when I was in, in high school and onward. But I don't know. I just waited for the right time to start a company. I was in law school for, it's a running joke. So my fiance will say three days, but I was in law school for about eight <laughs> weeks. And then I dropped out to go start a software company, an HR software company. We, we had some IP issued for that. I didn't tell my parents who were both lawyers that I dropped out. I was telling them I was doing amazing in law school for the first semester. But yeah, no, we went and we started a software company and we grew that in St. Louis and Los Angeles. And I learned all about raising capital, building a team, partnering with larger companies. And it was a great experience. So I was able to step away from that company. It was set up in a way where it was essentially an API that plugged into these other companies. It did not take a lot to to work with it. I knew the founder of Firehawk, the gentleman who decided let's 3D print rocket fuel for about 20 years now. And he was trying to get it off the ground, turn his idea into a business. And it was actually my dad, Ron Jones, our founder and myself all came together and decided to take what Ron had created, rewrite the business plan so that instead of building the next space plane, the next satellite launcher, let's just build rocket engines and be an engine provider for the industry. And we started out with defense because defense is a very mature market. And our goal is to branch into space. But we felt like we had the right combo. My dad had a lot of history on the government side. Ron was a great inventor. And then I had the startup background.
1: After setting up Firehawk in D.C., Will was looking for a deep tech ecosystem to base his company in. One that had ties to aerospace and defense. Texas was the obvious choice. Firehawk now headquarters in Dallas. Dallas frequently visits Austin to meet with defense partners and test rockets at their facility in Midland.
0: I was in D.C. when we really got Firehawk up and running, and we set up our first shop in Florida, Space Coast. Amazing, Florida's great talents down there. It's a great place to start a business. Um, however, what Firehawk's first focus on was initially defense applications, and it's hard tech. So when we were going from coast to coast trying to raise capital, when you're raising for hardware, it's not really... The market wasn't there three years ago like it is today where hardware is more exciting to funds. But we noticed in Texas there's a lot of interested family offices, venture funds that wanted to start investing in manufacturing and hard tech companies. So we decided... to take a jump and move Firehawk to to Dallas, Texas in the hopes that we could fundraise successfully. And one of the first groups we contacted was Capital Factory. I was going through LinkedIn. I was going through venture capitalists on LinkedIn when I was looking at what we were going to do when we got to Texas and Capital Factory popped up everywhere. So I just reached out to... Your teammates, they were nice enough to take a meeting with me, and the relationship started from there. You have Raytheon down here all the time. You have Valerie and John O'Grady from Raytheon are down here. So it gives me an opportunity, instead of having to fly to Boston or fly to Tucson, to come down to Austin. Texas is just uniquely situated for new aerospace and defense companies to come in. Just thrive. We the financial backing for startups that need to raise capital like we do, like most others do. There's the talent is here. And then the space. There's the Midlands exist. Houston's exist. I met, I got to Midland, Texas after meeting a gentleman named Oscar Garcia, who works for the Midland Spaceport. He introduced us to Midland. He said that they had a spaceport out there. We were looking for a place to test our engines where we could really test as frequently as we wanted to. And build out the infrastructure that we felt we needed and we got to midland and they are very aggressively seeking out aerospace companies to come to them and they've been successful in the past they have a multi-billion dollar satellite company that just moved there they allowed us to turn a patch of dirt to a fully functional test site in a matter of three we went from two acres of dirt to a self-sustaining test site that where we're firing off rocket engines in three months. Wow. It's just unbelievable. And we do owe the, the Midland community for being very supportive in, in that. You look at our market today, there's really only one company supplying rocket engines to the United States government. And we really need to turn that into four or five companies. And I think that there are five really credible startups that are building great propulsion technologies that will help Fulfill the gaps that or fill in the gaps that are currently lacking. So for us building in Texas, we're just adding to the capacity, to the output that the United States can do because we are very far behind in terms of building enough rocket engines for the different situations that are going on around the world.
1: Capital Factory has now invested in Firehawk multiple times. The last round we participated in was Firehawk Series B whose lead investor met Will at our cornerstone defense innovation event, Vet Supernova.
0: We've had a very successful last six to eight months of fundraising, but it took us a, a little over a year to raise our first $200,000. Wow! That was a very, our seed round was very tough. And again, it's because we were a hard tech company. We raised a, about a $2.6 million seed, And what we did with that was we used every single dollar we could to enhance our IP portfolio. We have five issued patents on our technology to build out a functioning product. So we actually took our engine and we tested it at NASA with that money. And then I think the most important thing was establish a relationship with a company that could help us actually go and get contracts and be revenue producing and make a name for ourselves as an engine provider, which we did. And once we did that, it was still a very long process to close our round. But once we did that, we legitimized ourselves to the industry and to VCs. And they knew that if they gave us some capital, it's not going to just R&D. It's going to contracts. It's going right. to a functioning product with IP backing it up. 200000 was the first portion of our little over $2 million seed round. Got it. That gave us enough life to actually go and fundraise the 2.6 and it. to get traction got elsewhere. It. We just wrapped up our series B round of funding. And so Firehawk is pretty comfortable cash wise. And we're going to get to be able to accomplish a lot of neat stuff with this funding. But again, to Capital Factory's credit, I got that ball rolling for our latest round um, at a, at Fed Supernova. That's where we met the lead investor for our series B. Yeah, what Afworks and SIBR and, and, and these different early contract opportunities or what they're doing for these companies, it's amazing. It's going to start a whole new generation of companies that probably otherwise would not have gotten started. I'm very grateful for, for the group. They're called Victorum Capital, who gave me that first tranche of money because everyone else saw me as this crazy guy carrying around a chunk of Lego plastic. And they're like, what What are you doing here? But Victorum did their diligence. They listened to us and they gave us that chance. So we're in the SIBR uh, program. We've gotten a few AFWorks contracts, uh, also we took a different route. We decided to go direct to Capitol Hill and start the process of lobbying and get different congressional interest funding, which mm. we have been successful at. And we're going to continue to do that. It's another great reason why we're actually at AFWorks, or I'm sorry, why we are at Capitol Factory for South by Southwest today is because a lot of the decision makers on Capitol Hill that you would spend a week going from office to office trying to get a meeting with are on the first floor, second floor, whatever, however many floors you guys right. have here. Four yeah. now, yeah. Four, geez. It's cool about Firehawk, but also one of our biggest pain points is we're working to provide a supplement or provide an alternative to, the, uh, to solid rocket motors. So that's Firehawk's mission. Everything that is coming out though, in a lot of these contracts, it's asking for how can you improve upon this mm. with a solid rocket motor. Mm. So even if we fit the bill, um, we, our contract would get thrown out or it just wouldn't get funded. So we went straight to the congressmen and congresswomen, the senators and the staffers on the different committees, and we got appropriated funding. We sold them. On the technology and now what we're able to do is go work with these different organizations the air forces the armies the navies and um and use the funding that was appropriated to us one of the best things we did was getting that afworks phase one because now we are a known entity and when you're when you become a known entity inside the sibbers you can start applying directly to phase twos start going straight to Stratfys or Tacfies. it's an amazing plus for your company but-
1: Firehawk started as a new player in the aerospace industry and is now a known entity. Collaborating with Capital Factory's shared partners such as the United States DoD and NASA, we cap off this conversation with a fun discussion about off-world applications of the Firehawk rocket engine in the commercial space industry.
0: We can go from upper stage boosters to satellite propulsion to even lunar activities. So that's the end goal. kind of lunar activities there's a lot of lunar activities that i think firehawk will will work very well for we got to work to get to that point but lunar landers it makes sense it's a safe way to be able to ascend and descend on the surface of the moon
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of AustinPreneur. Don't forget to check out capitalfactory.com to learn more about us and join our community. If you have thoughts about the show or ideas on how we can work together, reach out to me directly via email, nickspiller at capitalfactory.com. Shout out to the Capital Factory Dream Team for making this podcast possible, and special thanks to Aaron Handworker, who masterfully recorded and edited the show.